Hey guys, before we start the show, just wanted to give a shout out to now our executive producer, Matt in Oregon. Um, as you can see by the picture, uh, we've gone through a lot as conservatives with the censorship and deplatforming and uh, from last show to now, I was pretty much deplatformed from YouTube. Uh, no reason given just said the four videos that I posted were against community standards, uh, which if you watched them, of course, I didn't talk about the election or sedition or any of that stuff. But, you know, th- this is the world we live in. So I wake up on a morning that, uh, once again, we'll talk about in the show, uh, pretty depressing with things the way they are. And Matt in Oregon, my brother, had sent me a text at about 8.30 the night before, but of course I was asleep. Well, not really asleep, but laying in bed because we retire early and watch TV and fall asleep around 9. Didn't hear it. And for the next year, we have a website, foppodcast.com. This makes everything so much easier. You could go to foppodcast.com, communicate with me, find the video on Rumble, click on the more section, and you will be sent to SoundCloud. So no more jotting down different websites, multiple bookmarks. You just need foppodcast.com bookmarked. It's on GoDaddy, and as of right now, we're good to go. Because as of last night, we find out a, um, AR15.com is removed off GoDaddy. But I don't think we're going to get searched out for linking some videos that do not talk about sedition. And do not talk about overturning the election. So, shout out again to my brother. Much thanks. What a great gift. It definitely put wind in my sails. And for all of you, once again... FOPPodcast.com. I'll probably say it a hundred times during this show. Now to the show. Flyover Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. They're saying um, holding him accountable is different from the people who directly were involved in tearing down the doors and rampaging uh, the the Capitol building. Well, Osama bin Laden did not enter U.S. soil on September 11, but it was widely acknowledged that he was responsible for inspiring the attack on our country. And the president, with his words, using the words... Just one other thing, just that's relevant. What you're saying right now is relevant. Because Congressman Brian Mast, Mm -hmm. a Republican from Florida who lost his legs, by the way, fighting for democracy abroad, Mm -hmm. although I don't know what is I don't know about his commitment to it here in the United States. President Trump put out this video, we understand, under arrest last night 
where he called on his supporters to not be violent. But he did not say, I lost the election. He did not say, I am in any way responsible for the insurrection, the violence at the Capitol last week. You spent years fighting terrorism all around the world. What do you think potential bad actors heard from that statement last night? Well, John, President Trump is a master at coded language and the use of dog whistles. And there is no question that that statement included some of those same references. Simply by leaving out the comments that you've mentioned, he sends a signal to his folks to fight on. Uh, Thank all of you for being along with us all day long. Our special coverage continues right now with my friend Joy Reid and the readout. Hi, Joy. Hi, Nicole. Uh, excellent job. I've been glued to the screen or to Sirius XM when I was trying to type and work uh, listening to it. This has been such a historic day, but I just want to ask you really quickly before I let you go, and I know you need to get some rest. What you were just talking about um, with Michael Besloss, Besloss, I wonder if you have thought through kind of how Republicans begin what someone on my team earlier today called debathification yeah. of the Republican Party. And I well, you know, first they were afraid, the others were afraid that they would be impacted by Trump's tweets and then they would lose their career and not get reelected and they were frightened. Now they're physically afraid of these people. That's what I mean. Peter Meyer, I think that's how you say his name, one of the Republicans who voted to impeach, he says that he's buying body armor and he's altering his daily routines because of the threats he's getting. This is what Trump and his followers have brought us to, the mafia, that members of Congress are in fear for their lives when they vote because you don't like their vote, so you're going to threaten their lives. It's really sick. And let me say this also. Two things. You know, I was at Normandy. I went to Normandy a couple of years ago. And when you go to Normandy and you see those crosses and those Jewish stars out there of all these kids who got killed in World War II, it, it reminds you of what this country was. This country sacrificed American lives to fight fascism. And now we are fighting ourselves. We are fighting the fascists in this country. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 16th. Of January, year of our Lord, 2021. It's cold as hell here. Got a little snow on the ground. It's a little chilly in the basement. So if I look like I'm bundled up under five layers, I am. That intro is disgusting. It is, um, you know, it's been a couple days since I put this podcast together. And initially hearing Tapper talk shit about a veteran who sacrificed his legs and Sawwell calling a, a guy who fucked a Russian spy, calling the president OBL. McCabe, a guy fired for bias in the FBI. Debathification from Joy Reid. We're the fascist. When we've had almost every congressman's house protested, vandalized, we've had congressmen beat. We had a congressman or a senator almost you know lose part of his lung because of a rabid neighbor and the whole baseball field shot up but yeah and then you have palmer report conservatives cannot be teachers police officers doctors lawyers coaches or bosses it's constitutionally unfair to others who are subjected to the conservatives deranged judgment conservatives can do menial work until they're ready to join the human race These are the people that are censoring you because you're the fascist. As stated on the little intro before the intro, 
for no apparent reason other than I wasn't talking positively about the Biden administration, all four of my videos became against community standards on YouTube. I knew it was going to come because that's why I said I'm not going to post there anymore. That was the last one. And the majority of you are just listening on SoundCloud, which we'll find out in a second when we get to the censor section. Now they're going after podcasts. You know, I could get angry. My initial approach to this was to come on here and scream and yell and jump up and down. But what would that change? This this is what we've had for 20 years. Did whole shows on it. 20 years. They fucking hate you. It's what they do. And they're doing it because they can't. There's no recourse. I mean, I have 10 links I'm about to go over for just Jake Tapper. I mean, I think he's going after the fucking janitor if he's conservative. This morning when I woke up, he tweeted that a father's, a friend's father has gotten COVID. Can you do prayers? And I, I didn't be, I wasn't being a smart ass. I literally said to him, well, is he conservative or a liberal for the last two weeks? You've said conservatives are evil and don't belong in America. So I must know that first. If he's a liberal, I will pray for him. But if he's conservative, I won't. And why is Jake Tapper asking for prayers? He has spent most of his time for the last year saying that that's the reason there's COVID. They're evil people. They project over onto the opposition what they're doing. Because they're the fascists. When you're censoring every form of speech that has nothing to do with just labeling what happened at the Capitol sedition, people who question this election, not 2000, 2004, 2016, for fucking four years, still questioning it. Though That's not sedition. That's patriotism. It's just like the Bush years all over again. Every conservative protest is... is AstroTurf, all theirs is grassroots. The highest form of patriotism is dissent. They they on CNN are so fucking evil. We're going to have another soundbite. And here's Lemon saying that everybody you voted is KKK or Nazi. Take your pick. I think I'm going to go with the Nazi because it seems like Nazis have better outfits. That's a joke. And then we go into who's got the cooler protest. They're still spitting justify. I mean, this this is the same show, Lemon and Cuomo, who tried to spin off the protest because they realized it was hurting Biden in the polls and they're afraid he's going to lose. And then they called for peace and said it was too much. And if that's not enough, the New Day show literally brought on siblings of a conservative who wouldn't vote for impeachment. Siblings. And had the siblings talk shit about the congressperson. This is like Trump. We bring on anybody. I used to be Trump's plumber. He's a piece of shit. I mean, that's what CNN's been doing. And understand, Camrata said, we. there's no more time to listen to Trump supporters. They had their time. 
They never listen to Trump supporters. They do little things and they take it on and go, look at these fucking racists. But they never listen to the people that voted for him. They don't want to listen to the people. They want to silence everybody who doesn't think like them. Now what you hear is, well, you can't say that everybody who voted for Trump is like the people who went into the Capitol. Response. You can't say that what everybody's like. Everybody who voted for Trump is like them. And now I just explained to you, if you if if you are on that side, you need to think about the side you're on. I'm never on the side of the Klan. I am never principal people, conservative or liberal, never on the Klan side. Principal people, conservative or liberal, never on the Nazi side. Principal people who are conservative or liberal, never on the side that treats their their fellow Americans as less than that says that your fellow Americans should not exist, that says, your, that says your fellow Americans should be in a concentration camp, or that sides with slavery, or sides with any sort of bigotry. Right, and if they Prince say, of, I don't agree with those people, I just like Trump's policies. Well, then get out of the crowd with him. Get out of the crowd I with him. I wasn't in the crowd, I just voted for Trump. You're in the crowd who voted for Trump. If you voted for Trump, you voted for the person who the Klan supported. You voted for the person who Nazis support. Listen, I'm glad you mentioned about being shot by cops because you cannot compare this, and I'm sick of people comparing. You can't compare what happened this summer to what happened at the Capitol. It's two different things. One was built on people, on racial justice, on criminal justice, right? On, uh, on reform, on police not beating up or, not, uh, treat, or, or police treating um, people of color differently than they do whites, okay? That, was, that is not a lie. Those are facts. Go look at them. What happened at the Capitol on Wednesday was built on a lie perpetrated by the president and the people who support him. So just on that one, that merit, if you want to call it, it's not comparable. Minutes from now, the House will begin the process of impeaching President Trump for a second time. But what about the Republicans who incited the violent insurrection at the Capitol, in addition to the president? Among them, Republican Congressman Paul Gosar, who one extremist says he communicated with in planning the attack on the Capitol. Paul Gosar's own siblings are now calling for his removal from office. Joining us now is Congressman Gosar's brother and sister, Tim and Jennifer Gosar. Guys, thank you very much for being here. I know this isn't an easy time for you guys. Jennifer, why do you think your brother is, at least in part, responsible for what we saw, the attack on the U.S. Capitol? Well, you know, honestly, Allison, thank you for having us here. Um, and to, to respond to your question, why do I think he's connected? Um, I think he's connected because there have been numerous reports, um, you know, at least at the moment, that show he was in, in contact regularly with Ali Alexander. I know he was there and spoke at the rally beforehand. He was there contesting the election on congressional floor. He was tweeting both on uh, on the Twitter platform and Parler very different tweets um, at that time. But then, you know, I also know that his backstory includes from, you know, from pretty right wing to extremist. Um, so that's where it's gone over the past 10 years. Tim, let me just play for everybody what that extremist, Ali Alexander, says. He says he was communicating before this with Congressman Gosar. So listen to this. But I'm the guy who came up with the idea of January 6th when I was talking with Congressman Gosar, Congressman Andy Biggs, and Congressman Mo Brooks. It was to build momentum and pressure, and then on the day, change hearts and minds of 
Congress peoples who weren't yet decided or saw everyone outside and said, I can't be on the other side of that mob. Tim, does it surprise you to hear that? It does. It's alarming in so many different ways. But I would say and should have started out by good morning, Allison. Good morning, Jen. Thanks for having us on. Um, it is alarming. It's disturbing. Um, and Paul played a big role in that. But I would hearken people back to the start of his congressional career where he was a birther, where he was saying that President Obama was an illegitimate president and not a U.S. citizen. Um, he called the the Pope a leftist politician. And in 2016, when President Trump won, he said, election have consequences, get over it. 2017, he said that George Soros was a Nazi sympathizer and gave up his people to the Nazis. So this has been a pattern of conduct, Allison, for as long as Paul has been a politician. And, and, and then we fast forward to what you just played. I and mean, it's disturbing and alarming. I, absolutely. And, and so, Tim, just one more question on that. What happened to your brother? How did he become extreme? <laughs> I think sometimes um, we lose sight of um, what we've been taught and what's important in life. And Paul's lost sight of what character and integrity mean, what we were taught as kids growing up, that your word is your honor, is your badge, is who you are and what means, should mean the most to you. And he has lost all of that. He, he peddles in rumor, he peddles in propaganda, and he lies consistently to the American people and his constituents. Jennifer, what's your message to your brother today? You know, the, the message to my brother um, is that, you know, he must resign, if not, you know, be expelled from Congress, to be honest with you. You know, the point in time to reach my brother, I, I think that's been passed. I mean, I know that, you know, at this point, you know, the most that we can do is as, as a citizens, as constituents, as the public demand that the members of Congress involved be held accountable. And that includes expulsion. You know, to my brother, I think, you know, the, the time is up. It's time to acknowledge the hurt and the hate. Um, and, and honestly, you know, I don't know uh, if that message will reach him. I hope it does. But my message is actually more for the people of Congress and to the people, the, uh, the American people. I mean, it is time to really stand up and condemn this in the strongest possible terms um, and to hold people accountable. This isn't the first time you both have tried to sound the alarm. In 2018, you put out a campaign message you felt so strongly about your brother not being reelected. So let me just play a portion of that. He's not listening to you, and he doesn't have your interests at heart. My name is Tim Gosar. David Gosar. Grace Gosar. Joan Gosar. Gaston Gosar. Jennifer Gosar. Paul Gosar is my brother. My brother. And I endorse Dr. Brill. Dr. Brill wholeheartedly endorse Dr. David Brill for Congress. I mean, Tim, that was quite a step then. So what, if anything, has changed since that time? I think, Allison, that he's become more extreme, more radical, more dangerous. I mean, even before the election, he was telling people that COVID was overblown, that it was going to go away by the election, you know, suggesting that it was a hoax. I mean, that's dangerous. That's almost listening to that. It puts you in, it does put you in harm, harm's way. I mean, 
that's disturbing. And so he's become more extreme, more radical, and way more dangerous. It's what they do. They're not news, they're activists. And they hate everybody who's not like them. I mean, and and I think with the Tapper, which we're about to go into, I literally think he thought he wasn't being an advocate for four years and he was actually being a journalist, but just having reasoned criticism in his mind. But this flurry here is, well, as you could tell, most conservatives, after he talked about a vet the way he did, Mike Hahn, this is disgusting, Tapper just questioned Brian Mass' commitment to American democracy. Mass is a veteran who lost both his legs while serving for his country. Fusili Spock, vile. Kid Doc, they have zero respect for our veterans. August T. Kirk, wow, even for Jake Tapper, this is awful. Praship J. Shakar, for those still thinking about Max Cleland, how do you defend this? Any zipperer, absolute classless on display from Jake Tapper. Totally sick thing to say. Don't worry, he he doubles down on it. Brian Mast. I lost two legs for Jake Tapper's right to say whatever the hell he wants. But that free speech also protects the Republicans. He is so eager to condemn for asking constitutional questions about the election. Most people, thank you for your sacrifice. What did Tapper say? Oh, I love this one, too. Jake is a grifter. Never risked or sacrificed a thing while he uses other sacrifice to pad his pockets. And that's the true fact. Because he literally wrote books. The Outpost, the movie. That was his book. But, you know, that was when you needed to make money off it. I'm not going to just dog him. Country music was big on the, we love our veterans, the flag in the country, for like a week. We checked Tapper's feed for apology, but he's too busy interviewing his friend James Comey. Former FBI director James Comey tells Jake Tapper the Capitol attack was a planned assault. We were all waiting for, thank you for your service, but you voted for sedition. Jake Tapper, you're a hero for your service, and I'm grateful, as I've said before. And yes, I question the commitment to democracy of anyone who spread election lies, signed on to that deranged Texas AG lawsuit, and voted to commit sedition. You are not just asking questions. It is, you know, once again, I'm not going to cover a lot on the Capitol Hill. It's, It's a blight. It's horrible. Other than the few stories when they come up that literally shows they knew what was happening. They didn't tell Trump, but they knew it. And, you know, the thing that's really interesting is the media said sedition before Democrats did. And you know I wear a tinfoil hat on that because we know under Obama the media had a website and they pulled out all the talking points, fed them to the Dems because the best thing that could ever happen to their, their lives was to have a black president. It was their intersectionality wet dream. So they're doing it now. So they had it cooked up. They were ready to say anybody who questions the election is a seditionist. Not the last four years. That's justified. I mean, I argue with a good friend forever, and he is so never-Trumper, 
It didn't matter how I articulated it. I don't, you know, managers on the impeachment now question 2017. In his mind, it doesn't matter. Trump is the devil. Anybody who supports Trump is a devil. I'm a devil because I disagree. Their hate is just balled up to a point they can't recognize that it's them. It's not him. It's gone so past criticism. It's an obsession. And now they need a new boogeyman. So the boogeyman is anybody who thinks like him. Anybody who questioned this is Satan. Just outright Satan. But it's okay for them. Because when they do it, there's real reasons. I mean, Russia, even though it's untrue, even in those arguments with never-Trumpers and Democrats have done over the last weeks, they barely concede that Russia was full of shit. Because in their mind, it was built up. It's, it's real. Sawwell's comment, Guy Benson, this is absolutely idiotic. This is such a slap in the face of victims of 9-11. Casting POTUS as a terrorist is exactly the kind of accusation a Chinese Communist Party would love, and this guy fucked Fang Fang. Uh, Sean Agnew further confirms how this guy got duped by a Chinese spy. And then people outright asking Tapper, is this professional? No comment from that. Then he goes on and does this one. What happened last week was horrific. Five dead that day, two subsequent suicides. Pay attention to the people trying to change the subject and ask yourself, why might it be because the bears some responsibility and want to avoid consequences? He was replying to his own tweet a week ago, mega terrorist incited by Trump, his son, his lawyer, and months of lies by far too many folks in GOP and media try to stop the constitutional process. Through a terrorist attack on Capitol, five are killed. They are now trying to change the subject. People's responses. Covington Catholic had to cancel school because of the death threats they were receiving after your network spread blatant lies and disinformation about the D.C. incident. Take a seat. Another one. Pay attention to the media, like Jake, here who had done nothing over the past year, four years but to divide a nation. It's their business model. It's disgusting. Journalism is dead, and you were helping to drive the last nail in the coffin. I remember when you were better than this, but he hasn't been. In the age of Trump, he let little teenagers call a representative for the NRA a witch and said to burn her. She had to use her own security to get off the stage because he left her. He let them say vile shit. Vile. Well, the police chief came on, the guy is really responsible, and did absolutely nothing. Here's another one. One of the defining features of this era has been the most fragile of snowflakes, the brittlest of spirits masquerading as confrontational tough guys. Jacob, Ch- This is the tweet he was retweeting. Jacob Chansley, a.k.a. Jake Angelina, Arizona man, makes first court appearance and first charge related storm in the U.S. Capitol. His mom says he hasn't eaten since Friday because the detention facility won't feed him all Organic food. None of these people understand that's their downfall. That guy's not mega. And more and more, exactly what I said the day after it fucking happened, 
that it's a conglomerate of anarchists, people who hate America, BLM, Antifa, and Mega who attacked the Capitol. They're not going to recognize that. They're going to use it as a snowflake. I mean, after supporting guys in skinny jeans who drink chai latte, who burned down the country all year. Here's his next one. I would tell you how I would tell you how many followers I have lost, but I have no idea how many I had before because I'm an adult. And then people pull it out. Twenty nine followers until ten hundred thousand. We'll be lucky, Hundy. That's his tweet. Somebody said maybe one day you'll be a journalist too. It's a fucking lie, but that's that's what he does. No self awareness. I don't have to look in a mirror. Next one. I decry violence, said the senator, while spilling gunpowder and gasoline all over the building and handing out matches to miscreant teenagers. It's time for healing, says Congressman Jack the Ripper. Has even one of the GOP officials of mega media who spread the election lies or supported sedition or incited the mob publicly expressed an ounce of regret or contrition asking for democracy? Replies. PP tapes? Perhaps they just need a bold example of remorse from anyone who promoted the dubious Russiagate story for the last four years. Has even one member of the media who spread hate and division pushed Russia collusion, BS, smeared conservatives, and POTUS, spread election lies, or incited a mob all 2020, covered up Dem scandals, buried Hunter stories, publicly expressed any outrage? Or remorse? I'm asking for democracy. Another one. Yes, liar. By the way, the candidates you voted for and enabled were plotting rioters this summer and helping to bail them out. So was your network. They all did it so they get right back to rioting. Have they ever expressed regret? What a psychopath you are. A lot of people asked him, Chris Cuomo. Then, once again, we literally supposed to not go after family members But we dropped that during the Trump administration. All of them are evil. Their dogs are evil. Melania Trump talking about her be best. This is his reply. So how did that campaign to promote kindness on social media go? Just trolling the first lady. Understand, we have to call a lady who's not a doctor a doctor now. But yeah, you can do that. That's cool. Next one from Jake. Again, the folks who helped spread the big lie about the election and led to terrorist attack want to change the subject. That's GOP officeholders, that mega media, that's anyone afraid of facing accountability. Because they know they have blood on their hands. They literally show pictures of hands up, don't shoot. That's a fucking lie. That was his network. RBE Pundit sends another one. Jake Tapper and CNN know a lot about spreading lies starting in the 80s and continues today. Doubt Tapper will report on those who made Trump possible, showing all the stuff they did to get him elected. It seems to remember him interviewing a white supremacist named Hitcher Bencher. It's also comedic to say blood on their hands. How many people were injured or killed as they supported Antifa and BLM? How many cops were shot? How many buildings were burned to the ground? Talk about not taking responsibility. Neither of them take any responsibility at all. But what I took out of it, which was super interesting, is the fact that he used that big lie again. Do you think some of them should resign? Should Senator Cruz or Senator Hawley resign? I think they should be just flat beaten the next time they run. 
I think the American public has a real good, clear look at who they are. They're part of the big lie, the big lie. I was being reminded by a friend of mine, and maybe you were with me, I can't recall, when we were told that, you know, Goebbels in the great lie, you keep repeating the lie, repeating the lie. Well, there was a print that when Dresden was bombed, firebombed, there were 250 people. That's not wrong, though. That's not heated. Not heated at all. They're reporting right now. Source, Trump isolated, wallowing in self-pity in the White House. That's a Chiron. It's okay. Over on NPR, President-elect Biden's German Shepherd Major will soon be the first dog to go from shelter to White House. That shelter, the Delaware Humane Society, is planning a virtual inauguration ceremony for the first dog. That's that's where we're going. Whole article's already because they're already doing it. Media boosts Biden above the fray, but he invokes Goebbels. But it was a generalized theme on the media. And I want to make a point of it by doing what is not going to be expected. Liz Cheney. Uh, Gonzalez from Ohio, Washington's Jamie Herrera Butler, John Katko, Adam Kinzinger, Peter Mayer, Dan Newhouse, Tom Rice, Fred Upton, David Valdao. They're the 10 Republicans who voted for impeachment. Now, if there were Democrats, and it was for a Democrat president, it would not be their principled people. It would be, well, they're in districts that they have to. Because that's all those people, other than Liz Cheney. The nine people are in districts. They don't have a choice. If they don't vote for impeachment, they're not going to get voted back in. And they know it. So then they voted for impeachment. We have purple districts. Purple states. Well, not anymore because, you know, all the red states are in the Confederacy now. So, they don't report that. They're the greatest thing fucking ever. Now we have Dem strategists. Liz Cheney is the front runner for 2024. Liz fucking Cheney. More liberal than conservative. I'm going to play a soundbite. It's a little lengthy. Within six months, these ten people and Liz Cheney, especially when she runs for office, will be just like McCain and Romney. They'll be Goebbels too. And this morning, another horrific fallout from this riot, the spread of COVID. At least two members of Congress have now tested positive after being forced to shelter in place in close quarters. One of them, Democratic Congresswoman Jayapal, is blaming her Republican colleagues who she said, quote, cruelly refused to wear a mask and recklessly mocked colleagues when offered them. Now, George, she wants those Republicans to be fined. It has been a soothing narrative for us to believe that only 
disaffected people, only those who have some economic anxiety, only those who are too ignorant to know better would support someone like Trump. Uh, I think we needed to believe that, in a sense, that uh, intelligent people, that thinking people, that powerful people would know better. You know, I mentioned in that tweet thread the white citizens' councils. And what those councils did, was those were uh, the most economically advantaged, most powerful citizens in the South. And they kind of pulled the strings behind the scenes. They worked up lower-class um, white Americans. Uh, they stoked that racial divide in order to get their larger agenda. Uh, Nicole, that story you just told is a familiar one. It's, uh, it's absolutely true. The difference between the white citizens' councils and the Klan. You know, back in the mm -hmm. days of, of Jim Crow and the, the, you know, the Klan was lower income, the white citizens' councils were um, were the, the Josh Hawley's and Ted Cruz's of their day. Um, but so here's the situation, though. We have, um, there are millions of Americans, um, almost all white almost all Republicans, who somehow need to be deprogrammed. They're, it, it, it's as if they, 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 they are members of a cult, the Trumpist cult, uh, and, and who have to be deprogrammed. Do you have any idea how we, <laughs> how we start that process, even much less complete? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm a journalist. I certainly um, don't know how we can stop people. I know we can look to history, though. Uh, what ultimately uh, breaks that power structure in the South is enforcement, right? There has to be consequences. Uh, and then once you get those consequences, I think then people have to take a second look at their actions. And they have Congratulations on the show. Also, uh, Jonathan, uh, and calling them rioters is generous uh, to, it's insulting to rioters and generous to the terrorists. Well, Congressman Swalwell, given what you just described and what the American people saw with their own eyes on Wednesday, do you support the effort that's likely to start tomorrow to impeach President Trump a second time? There are your Republican colleagues in Congress who are saying, no, 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 don't go for impeachment. They even sent a letter to Speaker Pelosi demanding that she stop the effort that's building within the, within the Democratic caucus to impeach the president a second time, saying that that would be divisive. Your reaction to that? I've heard my Republican colleagues, including Kevin McCarthy, who have called for us to unite and heal. And I want them to know that we are going to unite and heal. Millions of Americans are going to unite and heal but we're uniting against you. We are uniting against people like Kevin McCarthy, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, the president of the United States, who incited and radicalized the terrorists who took the Capitol. We are united. We're just united against the people responsible for this attack. It's been suggested that some GOP members of Congress, your own colleagues, may have helped coordinate the attack on the Capitol last week from the inside, even leading reconnaissance tours around the building the day before the riot. What's your reaction to that allegation? And if true, what can be done about it? It is one of the most terrifying things that we are dealing with. I saw those videos. I've been watching everything, obviously, um, and saw the video of one of the, pro the rioters, the organizers of the riots uh, and insurrections, saying that he coordinated this with three members of Congress. Oh. And I think Donald Trump had to be impeached and removed. This is someone who's already been banned from Twitter but still has access to the nuclear codes. 
So the first step is impeach and remove, which is also about ensuring that he can be so that he is barred from running for public office again. The second is to expel, to expel those members who have aided and abetted and been complicit in the cruelty, the corruption, and the criminality of this administration, who perpetuated the big lie. Don't worry, I'm going to get to Sullivan, but I'm making a point here. All of this is the language of violence, they say. If you say it about them, it's violence, it's sedition. If you do this, that, that, it's all evil, but they've done it for four fucking years. So now we're on to this debathification. You got Hannah Nicole Jones in this one. We need to deprogram these people. Tom Elliott, the white labor force votes against their own economic interests because it means they are still above Muslims, Latinos, and black Americans. A lot of trying to make this about race. That's that's just what they got to do. It's what they do. Tukanami noted white people expert Nicola Hannah-Jones, which doesn't explain why Republicans gain votes among POC. Rich folks think the labor force can afford to care more about race than putting food on their table. They aren't agreeing with me, therefore they're going to be against their interest. Ellen Carmichael, it's really remarkable that professional people get away with saying these things. It's one thing to be a nutty weirdo on social media. It's another to get invited on major platforms and hold prestigious positions to sprout what is generally racist garbage. The normalization of blanket disparaging statements about white people, again, not from average people, but those with a platform, is revolting. If people are not judged individually by their work and deeds, but rather as groups defined exclusively by color of their skin, what is it? It what is it that? What what is it that? I don't know what that means. Just as it would be unacceptable to do with any other demographic group, it's wrong to do it here. Enough. Their zeal. is so misplaced because it wasn't Trump as we'll get to the impeachment in a bit. It wasn't his words. This was already happening. This is four years of acceptable violence by the left. You allowed violence to be how you get what you want. So why wouldn't other people do it? When you condone it and say it's great, you get more violence. Here's a firefighter. They shared a picture Poor bastard. Be aware, an incorrect name is floating on Twitter. The suspect wanted for questioning in connection with the murder of Brian Stick. I have also confirmed he's not an active or retired member of the Chicago Fire Department, as some on Twitter have claimed. This is the individual FBI seeking a person of interest. Da, 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 do your thing. The story has fucked up. This is Kenneth P. Vogel. The story has fucked up my life. On the day of the riot, retired Chicago firefighter David Quintavala was 600 miles away celebrating his wife's birthday. But Twitter posted false identified him as a rioter involved in the killing of Brian Stick. The retired Chicago firefighter from Mount Greenwood, whom social media trolls called a terrorist and accused of fatally wielding a fire extinguisher that killed a cop as a mob of Trump supporter insurrectionists stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, was grocery shopping and celebrating his wife's birthday in Chicago. 
Twitter exploded with unsubstantiated claims Tuesday that Quintaville, who retired from the fire department in 2016 after 32 years, was the bearded extinguisher man in her surveillance video wearing a CFD stocking cap wanted for questioning and soon to be arrested by the FBI regarding the fatal beating of Shtick. They ruined his fucking life. Then Sullivan happens. Here's a brief video. By no means am I there on on uh, the, the the Trump side or the MAGA side. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just anti-government type shit. Jade, hold hold this. Let's fuck that shit up. If we don't get it, we're gonna burn this shit down. Too many people, let's go! This shit's ours! Fuck yeah! I can't believe this is reality. We accomplished this shit! We did this shit! Together! Fuck yeah! Season ours! What's up, bro? Well, they already broke the window, so, you know, I didn't know I hit it that hard. Yeah, no one got that on camera. What reality is this? Oh my god, we did this shit. We took this shit. What's up, bro? Fucking yeah, fuck yeah. Fucking did. Well, they already broke the window, so, you know, I didn't know I hit it that hard. Yeah, no one got that on camera. The people have spoken! The people have spoken! Fuck that shit. Hey guys, I have a knife. Let me through, I got a knife. I got a, I got a knife. I'm not gonna give that piece of shit much more airtime. That's all I'm gonna play. But understand, he was brought on Anderson Cooper as a correspondent documenting the racist Trumpers. Anarchist John Sullivan was boasted on Instagram of his contact with the FBI yesterday. Today they arrested him. John, my name is blank, FBI Salt Lake. Will you give me a call when you can, please? These are all his flyers. And CNN, once again, malpractice for agenda there's a goddamn photojournalist with him documenting him documenting it is a cnn photojournalist and it's allowed nobody's pointing out that anderson cooper and cnn supported a riot that supposedly was just out of the blue because trump said you need to fight like hell or you're gonna lose your country those words which are in the impeachment incited just an instant blood fire of people to go attack it. That's all, of course, being sarcastic. It didn't. 
These are his flyers. Why is fighting for freedom feared by the government? They're afraid of losing power over the people. We are not theirs to control. Take a stand, nation and state capital. January 17th. The American dream, sorry, we're closed. 800 small businesses are forced to close for good each day because of COVID-19 shutdowns and mandates. Well, that's a BLM guy. Wow. Refuse to be silenced. Arm march on Capitol Hill and all state capitals. January 17th. Demand freedom. End the corruption. Stand up for liberty. Why is fighting for freedom feared by the government? Another one with a different fucking picture. That's what he was putting out. Pictures of him on Anderson Cooper. This guy has been already arrested before, but released because he's with BLM for violence at the Capitol. Eric Whipple. They're now to upward of 225 people. Oh, I'm so sorry. That one's fucking totally out of order. I can't believe that happened. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Catherine Harridge. Small unit tactics witnessed both inside and outside the Capitol building. Senior law enforcement officials says some Capitol rioters use military-style tactics, including specific hand signals, to direct crowd movements. This raises the question about whether some people leading the riot had military and law enforcement background. I'm sure they did. Why is John Sullivan Jaden X charged, but not Jade Sacker, who was sitting beside him the entire time? Breaking, CNN's Jade Sacker penetrated the Capitol with a member of BLM cheering, we did it, and then asking her conspirator if he was filming. He said he di- he deleted it. He lied. CNN was in on it. That's the person saying, we did it. And simultaneously, days after, we have... Here, here. this is uh, John Sullivan. Uber previously featured BLM Capitol Hill riot suspect John Sullivan in a commercial. He was arrested yesterday and charged with violent entry and disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds and more. Last summer, he was charged over a BLM Antifa riot in Utah. Excuse me, it wasn't the Capitol. In Utah, where a person was shot. There's no other time in my life I will be able to do this again. My dream is to be world champion. Dude was an Olympic athlete. But yeah. Yeah. CNN. Jake Tapper. That's great. Fucking great, man. You didn't incite anything. You haven't done anything wrong. You've done everything right, man. You guys are perfect fucking people. We need to bow down to you. And then we have this. White House Historical Society says they're confident items being removed from the West Wing are being handled appropriately. I want to take you back in a time machine. When this administration started, we had a whole thing about he removed some, I think it was JFK, uh, not JFK, MLK's bust or some race, some racially motivated bust and it was really important to be there and Trump removed it because Trump's a fucking racist and then it was found out that it wasn't moved it was moved someplace else in the building and that's how we started Trump after we said he lied about the number of people at his his uh freaking inauguration now we have Acosta saying it looks like they're stealing shit but it turns out 
actually, those are organizations taking it back because that's how it works. The Bidens will pick their own stuff and put it in. So it's like a full circle. It's great journalism. I mean, it's really, really great journalism. These people need to tell us how to fucking live, what to think. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, it's, it's the best thing ever. We have no problem with the left side of the world. They're great people. And before I, I get into the hubbub over Ben Shapiro that made the world lose their shit, I want to play a Project Veritas. And this is pretty good shit because this is the people we pay to put out TV. And we're supposed to listen to all these people. They're fucking, it's Fox. It's Daily Wire. It's Daily Caller. Those evil motherfuckers inciting riots in our country. Here's a guy from PBS, and this shit just doesn't sound good at all. By the way, he's fired. Anyone by the names go through all the Republican voters and Homeland Security to get their children. <laughs> and we'll put them into the education camps. Amen. And these these kids who are growing up, knowing nothing but Trump, you know, for four years, you gotta wonder what else they're gonna be like. Are we raising a generation of intolerance? Enlightenment camps. Right. They're nice. They have Sesame Street characters in the classroom, and they watch PBS all day. I'm gonna go home and watch it. It's good to live in a place where people are, you know, educated and know stuff. Can you imagine if you lived in one of these other towns or states where everybody's just stupid? What's great is that COVID is spiking in all the red states right now. So that's great. Why do you think so? Because either those people want to come out and vote, come, that's the red states, or the I can't stand it. I mean, every once in a while I look at Fox News and it makes me want to throw up after five minutes. It's all this Joe Biden shit and all the Joe Biden outstanding. all made up. It's all ridiculous. And they are pushing it so hard. It's, it's unbelievable. So do you guys just ignore it? My name is James O'Keefe. Is this seat taken? We have you on tape talking about the need for Molotov cocktails. I would like to get enough people that we could circle the whole area and get out in memos like just to circle the whole thing and keep it. What are we going to do if we don't let you? Go to the White House and throw Molotov cocktails. Using Molotov cocktails. The week, the week of uh, the insurrection, sir, against the Capitol building, 
Do you stand by your statements that Molotov cocktails should be used? We were drinking cocktails. It's, it's a type of cocktail that you're talking about. Where are you going? Are you a lawyer for PBS? Yeah, yeah, that's the general counsel for PBS is saying I'm harassing him. Sir, he's running away from us. The counsel for PBS has run into the restaurant. There he is. He's, he's walked inside the restaurant away from us. He's paying the bill inside the place, if you can see him in there. Uh, yeah. Where's your property, sir? Is this your property? I'm a journalist. We, uh, we interview people. In the interview, you guys are chasing this man around. He's the general counsel for PBS, and he talked about uh, the importance of inciting violence and throwing Molotov cocktails at people. Is he still in there? I don't think he's going to leave, is he? Should we, should we leave? Are they going to call the police? They might call the police. You might. You on a bail? Probably a good idea. That's wrong. Hello, everyone. James O'Keefe here, Project Veritas. Michael Beller, PBS Legal counsel has just been fired, fired. Minutes ago, Matthew Keyes wrote, quote, PBS has fired Mike Beller, a mid-level staffer who was filmed by Project Veritas calling for the children of Trump supporters to be put in re-education camps. Beller was also talking about throwing Molotov cocktails at the White House the week of this insurrection. Michael Beller has now been fired by PBS of the Corporation of Public Broadcasting. You can see him on tape here talking about Molotov cocktails. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the fastest reactions I've ever seen in the history of Project Veritas. The video on Twitter has around a million views right now. This is the week that Twitter is censoring everyone, and mostly because we've been asking people to embed the video through proxy, through an army of Patriot distributors. On Telegram, we sent the video out on Telegram. People have been uploading it, and within just about two, two and a half hours, this man has been terminated. Now, forcing the mainstream media to report on it. This is what I was trying to tell you all. We must stop complaining. We must now do their jobs, and do their jobs we have done. Stay tuned. Later this evening, you'll be able to watch me confront Michael Beller in the street in Washington, D.C., where Michael Beller calls the police on me. You will not want to miss this. These people, they're the ones that are going to censor you, tell you what to think, the whole nine yards. I mean, here's just an, another people I haven't covered calling for hate from the left, but we impeached the president. So, yeah, that's good really will move uh, the, the folks who, who will get you elected. And, uh, and I don't think, uh, even in states where Donald Trump won big, that it does you any good running away from Donald Trump. I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. I mean, the truth. But Michelle says that, you know, when they go low, we go high. No. no. When they go low, we kick them. All right. Sunday morning. I know I just came from mass, but nonetheless, I'll say this. When you're in the arena, you got to be ready to take a punch. You got to be ready to throw a punch for the children. <laughs> Reopening the government. I hope that he doesn't take us down that path. If he does that, we'll file a motion or a resolution of disapproval in the Congress right away and ask for a vote on it. 
Uh, we'll also fight him and challenge him in every way that we can in the Congress, in the courts and in the streets and protest. How? But look, if the president does go ahead and fire Robert Mueller, we would have people take to the streets. I believe there would be widespread civil unrest because Americans understand that the rule of law is paramount. You, and it, they're saying um, holding him accountable is different from the people who directly were involved in tearing down the doors and rampaging uh, the, the Capitol building. Well, Osama bin Laden did not enter U.S. soil on September 11, but it was widely acknowledged that he was responsible for inspiring the attack on our country. And the president, with his words, using the words, I want to play some sound uh, from a recent LGBT event that you were at uh, that has drawn a lot of criticism. Let's listen to it. <clears throat> wow. What a moving evening this is. I am sitting here listening, watching, absorbing, thinking about Ali, even though I never met him. And with this kind of inspiration, I will go and take Trump out tonight. <laughs> and as we started with Tapper, it, it plays really well into all this before we get into the impeachment, because these people love hate. It's just, it's what type of hate is good hate. And Trump, never Trumpers are that way, everybody. They will excuse anything the left's doing right now because the left's evil to them most of the time. But right now they're their friends because they hate Trump too. And, and we got to deprogram people. Like the PBS guy said, we, we need to take kids away and put them in re-education camp or debathify or deprogram or cleanse or truth and reconciliation. I mean, fuck, there's a bunch of names for it. They, it's all the same thing. You will vote the way we fucking tell you. You will live the way we tell you. And if you don't, we're just going to label you a fucking racist. Because as I hammer all the time, one of the leading conservative speakers, whether you like him or not, is Ben Shapiro. He's Jewish, but he's a Nazi. He's a gateway drug to white supremacy. And before we get in the censor, I, I want to make sure we remember those who have been in the show. We covered this like a year ago when YouTube started cracking down because they were scared that kids would watch Ben Shapiro and they'd turn into Nazis. A Jewish guy who criticized Trump all the time. Wasn't a Trumper. He just believes in what most of us do that are conservatives, that free speech is for fucking everyone, whether you like it or not. Eric Wemple, the one I started reading, there are now upwards of 225 people on the Politico Zoom call convened to hash out the decision to invite Ben Shapiro to guest write an edition of Playbook. People are very mad, I'm hearing. They're falling apart. They're just falling apart. This Twitter mod is falling apart. He wrote for another one, so I'm not going to read that one, The Lies Tearing America Apart. And I'm going to read it because it's not that long. 
Last week, the Capitol was breached by a group of fringe Trump supporters who brought in a series of lies. The lie that President Donald Trump lost the election to proven voter fraud and irregularities. The lie that Electoral College results legally certified state by state could be overturned by Congress or the Vice President. The lie that Trump would remain in office if only some sort of armed rebellion were to prevent the election certification of Congress. Those were lies, and those lies had deadly consequences. Thankfully, the vast majority of Americans don't believe those lies, which means they should be able to unify around a certain basic truth that Joe Biden is legally president-elect of the United States. That violence is pursuant of political ends in a deep wrong and those who participate in it should be punished to the full extent of the law. That broad claim regarding invasion of rights ought to be backed by compelling evidence. But we won't. That's because while the Democratic Party and the political left agree that Joe Biden is president-elect, they absolutely disagree with both the fundamental precept that violence is pursuant of political ends and a deep wrong, and that even more fundamental precept that claims require evidence. We saw that this summer when Democratic Party officials made lighter riots spreading across the nation in the name of yet another lie, the lie that America is systemically racist, rooted in slavery and Jim Crow, and replete with bigoted police dedicated to endangering black lives. Democrats demanded no evidence to support those claims in knee-jerk fashion. They simply repeated in nauseam untruths about the existential threat to black Americans in the United States, which means that for the Democrats and the political left, violence is fine, so long as it supports their narrative and unevidenced claims are fine so long as they support an agenda. And in order to defend such violence, the political left is mobilized behind another convenient and advantageous lie, the lie that the Capitol riots represented all conservatives and Republicans. Paul Krugman of the New York Times suggested that the putsch was decades in the making chalking up rioting to Republican elites since before Ronald Reagan. The Washington Post amplified a nutty post from the chairman of Nye County Republican Party in Nevada into a referendum on long-festered struggle within the Republican Party over conspiracy theories, purity tests, and fealty to the rule of law. Sweet fucking God, we just went through Democratic policies. If, if you're not for aborting a baby when it's alive, you don't get money. Really. Members of the media gleefully hunted for Republicans to blame for the Capitol riots, calling for the deplatforming and brand-name conservatives and cheering on social media crackdowns. Lies are dangerous, and double standards are perhaps the most dangerous form of lying. They grant the bravery of purity to those willing to defy decency, prompting similar spasms of cruelty and malice from the other side. The solution for our national crisis of conscience isn't bad faith political purges or repetitions of tiresome falsehoods about the nature of the United States. It's truth. But truth is more a shield than a sword. And we are now in the age of swords, wielding aggressively by those with little principle, but an unending sense of their own moral superiority. Yeah. This is still going on. They are still freaking out, and you will guarantee they will not bring him back on. He will not come back on ever again. And while this is going on, wow, Project Lincoln has quietly deleted JWGOP from the website after Laura Ingram reported an allegation against Weaver involving dozens of young men. Screenshots of the pages that were taken down. That's a guy that was held up in high esteem with the media because he hated Trump. And now we haven't reported that he's a pedophile. 
because we don't want truth. And once again, get back to Shapiro, I meant to say it and I moved on. Where is that white supremacy? He's He's saying the same words as a never Trumper, but because he will support Trump on things that he agrees with and disparage Trump on things that he doesn't, he's a Nazi. And that's the problem. I mean, one of my good friends was I was getting lumped in with. He wasn't saying it outright, but he was implying for four days that I was no better than this seditionist. He believes everybody who voted against the impeachment should be run out of office because this questioning of election is horrible because they just want to get rid of Trump. But every other questioning of an election is righteous. It's democracy. Because that's our world. It's two standards. Jan Psaki trying to play Remember the Obama game with Trump followers going to Biden backfire. Scoop. The Biden team has launched President-elect Biden to build followers for Inauguration Day when they'll get the POTUS handle. But Biden aides complain they're not getting same treatment as Trump, who got all of Obama's POTUS and White House followers. And this is still gnashing of teeth over the fact that they're not going to get all his followers. This is the part that just cracks me the fuck up. If all those followers are fucking pieces of fucking Nazi shit. Why would you want them? Anybody? Anybody out there? Anybody? Jesus fucking Christ. It, it's it's just fuck it. So let, let's do... We'll do the impeachment soundbite because it's going to be the same thing. It's either racism, Nazis, or whatever. Uh, Walsh from the Daily Wire. Trump is guilty of incitement. So are half the Democrats in Congress. Rush to judgment. I want to make sure we got this. Three. This is from Just the News, who reported it like journalists. Three crucial questions remain unanswered about Capitol Siege. What did Nancy Pelosi know a prior plot or spontaneous riots were their inside facilitators. Because now we know they fucking knew they knew this was coming. They knew it was going to happen. So A, Browser let it happen and didn't let them have guns, the National Guard in time and police. So it would happen. Pelosi knew it was going to happen. And nobody told Trump it was going to happen. Homeland Security has said they did not tell the president. So the rush to the impeachment that they ran through in seven hours, let's think about that for a second. We have done no, no critical, important legislation for four fucking years. But they can roll through an impeachment in seven fucking hours. And it's all based on a lie. Because of inciting violence is saying you need to fight like hell for the country before you don't have a country. That's the words they used. It started with, go down by the Capitol and let your voice be heard. Then they changed it into the impeachment language. Fight like hell for your country before you lose it. 
That's what he said. That's an impeachable offense now to the left. Because everything's an impeachable effect. Everything's the 25th until their president takes over. This is not theoretical. And this is not motivated by partisanship. I stand before you today as an officer of the Constitution, a speaker of the House of Representatives. I stand before you as a wife, a mother, a grandmother, a daughter, a daughter whose father proudly served in this Congress, Thomas Del Sandro Jr. from Maryland, one of the first Italian-Americans to serve in the Congress. And I stand here before you today as the noblest of things, a citizen of the United States of America. With my voice and my vote, Madam Speaker, St. Louis and I rise in support of the article of impeachment against Donald J. Trump. If we fail to remove a white supremacist president who incited a white supremacist insurrection, it's communities like Missouri's first district that suffer the most. The 117th Congress must understand that we have a mandate to legislate in defense of black lives. The first step in that process is to root out white supremacy, starting with impeaching the white supremacist in chief. Thank you, and I yield back. Guess who the first objector was on January 6, 2017? First objector, the Democrat chair of the Rules Committee. And guess which state he objected to? Alabama. The very first state called, Alabama. President Trump, I think, won Alabama by like 80 points. Actually, he won it by, but he won it by 30 points. They can object, they can object to Alabama in 2017 but tell us we can't object to Pennsylvania in 2021? Pennsylvania, where the state Supreme Court just unilaterally extended the election to Friday? Pennsylvania, where the Secretary of State unilaterally changed the rules, went around the legislature in unconstitutional fashion? Pennsylvania, where county clerks in some counties, and you can imagine which counties they were, let people fix their ballots against the law, fix, cure their ballots, their mail-in ballots, directly direct violation of the law? And they tell us we tried to overturn the election. Guess who the second objector was in 2017? The individual managing the impeachment for the Democrats. Americans are tired of the double standard. They are so tired of it. Democrats object to more states in 2017 than Republicans did last week, but somehow we're wrong. Democrats can raise bail for rioters and looters this summer, but somehow when Republicans condemn all the violence, the violence this summer, the violence last week, somehow we're wrong. And Democrats can investigate the President of the United States, as Mr. Hoyer went through, try to impeach him, investigate him for four years, but will not look at an election that 80 million Americans, half the electorate, 80 million Republicans and Democrats have their doubts about. I, I, I said this last night, I do not know where all this goes. And this is frightening for the country. First of all, Pelosi broke all her house rules on gender. Then you got the fucking chucklehead that's got to make it about race. The rest of the media, Chris Hayes. 
Let's just be clear here. Literally, all that this was obvious from the moment Trump came down the escalators, contempt for democracy, his love of authoritarians and violence, his utter unfitness. And yet the entire GOP, with very few exceptions, went along with it. Whatever happens in the next few days, there are 370,000 dead and dangerous, seditious faction in American politics and violence resistance to the incoming president for the first time since Lincoln. Also, three SCOTUS justice, lots of judges, and much lower corporate tax rate. They traded the former for the latter. The price was always clear, and McConnell and everyone else was willing to pay it. Never, ever forget it. They're all evil. I could cover MSNBC. Four hours of hate. Uh, you got, we need a new surveillance state to spy on Americans just like 9-11, but it's righties. Never Trumpers are like those who fought at Lexington, Gettysburg, and Normandy. Police officers are the real people we have to worry about because they're terrorists. Defeating arsonist Republicans is the only way we can have peace and unity. Schmidt rages. There will be no unity, no gentleness until GOPers are crushed. Wanting to investigate Benghazi is just like touting QAnon conspiracies. You either, uh, you're either on Team Democracy, the Dems, or you're Team Sedition. And they've censored everything. They have a new policy to go after anything that's about the election. And then this soundbite breaks out as we go into a combination of lefty hate and what we're censoring now. But here's the big guy who owns Twitter, which by the way, all the tech brothers lost $51 billion since they deplatformed Trump. Those aren't Trump supporters. Those are Americans. Those are everybody. Because what they're doing has nothing to do about democracy. It has to do with taking away free speech and suppressing anything negative on Biden. Because, same team, yo. You should always feel free to express yourself in whatever format, manifestation feels right. We do intend to do a full retro, as I said in my note. It is going to take some time. Um... And then the, the other thing, just to just to close out a little bit, we you know we we are focused on one account right now, but this is going to be much bigger than just one account, and it's going to go on for much longer than just this day, this week, the next few weeks. It's going to go on beyond the inauguration. We have to expect that. We have to be ready for that. So the focus is certainly on this account and uh, how it ties to real world violence, but also. We need to think much longer term around how these dynamics play out over time. Um, I don't believe this is going away anytime soon. And the moves that we're making today uh, around QAnon, uh, for instance, is one such example of a much broader approach um, that we should be looking at um, and, and going deeper on. So um, the team has a lot of work and a lot of focus on this particular issue. Uh, we also need to give them the space and the support to focus on the, the much bigger picture uh, because it is, it is not going away. Um, you know, the, the U.S. is extremely divided. Um, our platform is uh, showing that uh, every single day, and our role is to protect the integrity of that conversation uh, and do what we can to make sure that no one is being harmed uh, based off that. And, and that is the focus, and um, that is the, the color we're going to provide. 
There you have it, Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, recorded by one of his own employees, an insider whistleblower at Twitter, recorded saying this is going to be much bigger than just one account, revealing some censorship. You can see our motto at Veritas, our organization protected by an army of citizen patriots. We've had over a dozen people reach out to us this week with video, evidence inside Twitter. Stay tuned. They may be private companies, but they have more power than all three branches of government. Veritas Tips at ProtonMail.com. It was obvious. I mean, it was started way before. I mean, the fact of the matter is the media could cover it up, but everybody understands. A year ago, Google put in steps the ways to get Biden elected. You, you suppressed any responses for any searches, and you only sent out CNN shit, which is straight-up fucking liberal shit. And you allow stuff. I mean, here's just one article, New York Times or New York Post. The threats and violence Twitter won't police. Someone take this clown out now. Assassinate Trump. Utter evil this man. But that's okay. Even though some governments started a treacherous, contemptible move towards normalizing relations with the Zionists, they're too small to end the matter of Palestine. No Palestine will be free while the fake Zionist regime will perish. There's no doubt about this. That's the Khomeini. I hope the Trumpers out there all die of COVID. This was normalized on the TV. We had journalists saying they shouldn't be given a respirator. Never Trumpers. They all nodded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Kill all Republicans. Amazon sells 204 items promoting violence and hate. MRC found at least 204 examples of merchandise sold on Amazon that promoted violence, either towards Trump, Republicans, or members of the police force. Riot gear, including taser, brass knuckles, stun sticks, were also sold. Some of these violent products included a flag with a graphic image of Trump blowing his brains out, a mug with the slogan, Where is Lee Harvey Oswald now that we really need him? And a black t-shirt with the red slogan, Kill All Republicans. The shirt that urged the death of Republicans was even a sponsored listing on Amazon. Amazon accused Parler of potential hate, took it the fuck down. And he goes on to list a whole bunch of shit. There's pictures. There's all sorts. I mean, Jesus Christ. Violent merchandise, t-shirts that feature slogan, hospitalize your local fascists. A knife with a red drop of blood formed part of the graphic on the front of the shirt. The brand Funky Shop sold several items of clothing with similar messages, including punch turfs, goodnight, alt-right. Um, journalist Megan Murphy argued the term turf was hate speech. She wrote, men with large platforms are publicly sociodanifying groups like the Democrats. Socialist America have amplified the punch turf. Guillotines, a popular symbol among the Democratic Socialists, are also bought and sold on Amazon. The slogan, fuck around and find out. Be the guillotine you want to see in the world. Uh, A ring covered in swastikas and a skull ring with a large swastika. Uh, Disturbing anti-Trump merchandise. It it just go. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's It's so long, I'm not even covering it. You get the point. It's okay. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing. As we said on the last show, it took a week to take down Kathy Griffith reposting her severed head. That was okay. Vice. Because remember, it's all language. 
I didn't get take down on YouTube for being a seditionist or calling for the overthrow of the government. I didn't get take down from YouTube for fucking questioning the election. My stance has always been, if you flip the script, every city would burn, never Trumpers would be up in arms, the media would lose their shit, because the whole goddamn thing smelled funny. I don't care, mail-in ballots or not, it doesn't matter. It was fishy. But it's all language. Vice smears all pro-lifers by associating them with the Capitol riots. Because now everybody's in on it. Forbes, a truth to reckoning. Why we're holding those who lied for Trump accountable. They reran the article we talked about last podcast. But we're just going to keep running it. Liberal blue check blames the Jews. Oren Kessler, it's the unsurprising conclusion of much of American orthodoxy Jewry embracing Trump that one of their own was at the exact scene of one of the mob attacks on police. We've never even recorded with New York, New York City beating Jews, African American, black Israelites. It's all good. We never even showed the black Israelites who attacked Covington. But once again, I'm getting to the point after all these arguments with liberals, uh, never Trumps. The amazing thing is every Trump supporter said, God, that was fucking horrible, but they're going to use it to blame everybody. Never Trumpers were worse than the liberals. Oh, they are. They're all seditionists. You're a seditionist. If you even question this election, you are a seditionist. There are, what, 10,000, 20,000 National Guard. It's a war zone. The, the the capital is more secure than the green zone in Baghdad. This was Nancy Pelosi. As Americans across the country peacefully protest to demand an end to racial injustice and police brutality, we have seen a shocking deployment of various security forces from multiple jurisdictions to our nation's capital. Today I wrote to the president, sinking answers. She was pissed off. Things were being protected. In June, now it's necessary. Jimmy Kimmel, I'm all for healing, but before we heal, we need to make sure the surgery is finished. There's a large cancerous tumor that still needs to be removed. That's all you people who don't think like them. Even you never-Trumpers. You think you're clear because you're on the cool team. You're sitting at the cool table. You get the first dish. It's awesome. But just like Liz Cheney, just like McCain, just like Romney, you can virtue signal all you want in your desire to upsert Trump and his supporters and take back the Republican Party and make it just like the Democratic Party, but with a few twists. But you're going to be a Nazi too, because Reagan was a Nazi. I heard so much Reagan comparison. Oh, Reagan, Reagan. All I remember of his funeral was Armenia going, but... He gave everybody AIDS. Jim Roberts seems confused as to why U.S. taxpayers will be funding legal defense for man arrested over Capitol riot. William Watson of Auburn, Alabama was taken to federal custody on Monday. Authorities say Watson, 23, violated his bond on July 2 drug case when he traveled to D.C. to join the mob storm the Capitol. Larry Brock, another guy... 
And he goes on to say they don't deserve defense now because our justice system is only for them. It's not for you. I could just spend an hour of a show listing the people they've released because of COVID that have now recommitted crime. 50% recidivism. But they need to be out. And all these Trumpers need to be locked up. Fuck COVID. Give them COVID. Blue Lives Matter. They're showing of love and compassion today from the Democrats and liberals for the welfare of police officers is amazing. Too bad it never showed up while cops were being murdered by BLM crowd while cities were being burned to the ground for months on end. Why now? Chris Cuomo flipping out. Context. Retumplicans were attacking anger and hostility of protesters towards the system. Cops Lock Center. I say they didn't have to just sing hymns and go home. Never supported riots. Never would. Operatives posing as media weaponizing my words. Know this. They are the problem. And he did Daryl Walters. People's reply. Hey, Frito, when did you specifically denounce the violence, property destruction, looting, and even murders? Was that when you and Lemon mocked people who were upset about it? I watched every night for the week. My wife loved watching, and I was losing my fucking mind because Cuomo and Lemon literally give me a fucking rash. Never. I'm cheek. We're doing context now, huh? Trying to rewrite what you said, Frito? Nice mental gymnastics. You supported them all summer. And then the big theme this week is we have chemical warfare. Because this CBS, Congressman Mark Wayne Mullins was one of the lawmakers who bravely helped barricade the door to the House chamber. But according to video obtained by Punch Blow News, because that's a lefty one, so that's good. It's just like HuffPo used to be. It's a far left place, but Obama made it news. And now when Trump gets a question from the Daily Caller, we have destroyed the First Amendment, basically. But okay. He was not wearing a mask and even appeared to decline one when another lawmaker was handing them out. They brought motherfuckers in with COVID to get Nancy Pelosi her speakership. They brought motherfuckers in with COVID to vote for the impeachment. Suck a fat cock. All of you suck a cock. This bitch suck a cock. Democrats say tested positive after capital lockdown with Republicans who cruelly refused to wear a mask. Ariana Presley says GOP members of Congress not wearing a mask during capital siege engaged in chemical warfare. You fucking twat. I just received a positive COVID-19 test. This is Pamala Japala. After being locked down in a secure room of the Capitol where several Republicans not only cruelly refused to wear a mask, but recklessly mocks colleagues and staff who offer them. And here's the sound bite. These, these folks, I mean, they're just, um, it's criminal behavior, Don. I, I don't know what else to call it. Um, they have been complicit from the very beginning in uh, their willful criminality to carry the water for Donald Trump and these science denials which allowed this pandemic to rage out of control. And then by refusing to wear masks, um, this is criminal behavior. That's chemical warfare, so far as I'm concerned. And uh, again, this is exactly why we should be moving. And I was very proud. Chemical warfare. Yeah. Yeah, but when you do it, it's okay. 
Yeah, I got it. Here's some censor sound bites. There are a lot of people profiting off of lies and conspiracy theories, and I don't really see how things get better, how we move on as a country until this informational environment is cleaned up. This age of social media that we live in now is creating hate platforms in the U.S., and we're going to have to find a way to get that under control. Many of these platforms have no rules at all, and they are just rabbit holes of misinformation and hate speech. How important is it to regulate parlor and platforms like it? Big Tech's uh, role poisoning minds with false information has also been an issue for years. They've made millions of dollars on these channels that are that are poisoning people's minds. Many have been calling on the tech titans to do more. These executives don't want any more blood on their hands. Even with these quote-unquote mainstream digital platforms turning their backs on this kind of ideology, at least for now, in the eyes of some, too little, too late. Now. Now. I mean, now. 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 I mean, they're a little slow on the uptake. For many, the move and suspensions by Facebook and Instagram are too little, too late. Too little, too late. Too little, too late. Too little, too late, but... It is still a historic moment for big technology companies. The only peril as I can watch as I watch this that I can think of is uh, the takedown of Islamist terrorism social media discussions. ISIS is the only parallel. One is that uh, many pundits now are claiming vindication, saying we've been telling you for four years that President Trump was dangerous. Like your thoughts on that. And we'll talk about this in another segment, but uh, brief comments on Twitter taking the step of permanently banning Donald Trump. Right. Well, the what I was thinking of earlier, too, is that people aren't putting enough blame on other people as well. And the media, because this is a media show, I think we need to talk about what they did to contribute to this situation as well. The media have generally praised takeovers of state capitals, whether that was in Wisconsin in 2011, Texas in 2013, which they widely praised. Also, the attacks of the Kavanaugh confirmation process in which the media and Democrats actually encouraged the disruption of the proceedings there, the attack on the Supreme Court, not to mention this entire summer of rage that we saw the media not just uh, coddling, but enabling and supporting and other people such as Democrats, you know, working to bail out rioters who took over cities. Do you know, dozens of people were killed. There was billions of dollars in damage. There were attacks on federal courthouses, federal buildings, state and local buildings, churches, businesses. The these are things that the media generally encouraged. It took months to get anybody on the left to condemn them. And the media kept saying that, you know, you have to listen to what these people have to say, basically saying if you want to be heard, you have violence is an appropriate way to go about doing that. That also contributes contributes to it. The response to this is terrifying. What's happening with Twitter, big tech oligarchs working to suppress any political opposition, working on the day that Democrats get complete control of Washington, D.C. with the Senate. Um, this is something that is a massive story. The media seem to generally be cheerleading this as well. It's almost a collusion between big media, big tech and the Democratic Party to completely wipe out the, right. the, a political movement that has 75 million Americans in it. Tonight, President-elect Joe Biden is showing how he plans to rescue the country from the coronavirus pandemic and the struggling economy. It is a big plan with an even bigger price tag. We get more now from CBS's Weijia Zhang in Wilmington, Delaware. As plans for the Biden inauguration move forward, the White House continues to empty out and prepare for his arrival. But maximum security measures will prevent crowds from welcoming Mr. Biden to Washington, where he faces daunting challenges, namely a raging pandemic and a spiraling economy. The president-elect has complained that the vaccine rollout has so far been too slow and he vows to do better. But today, a senior Biden official told CBS 
News, one challenge is the distribution system they are inheriting from the Trump administration is much worse than they could have imagined. History sometimes happens so quickly we can barely keep up. It was just last Wednesday when the unimaginable happened, the insurrection at the Capitol. Video has emerged that show it was even worse, if possible, than we first believed. And just one week later, the president was impeached again. No president has ever been impeached twice. And some Republicans joined the effort. Who saw that coming? It feels as if we're being shaken upside down. Regaining equilibrium is a struggle. We have soldiers protecting the Capitol this week, even sleeping on the floor, because the Republic is still under threat. It's all quite real, unlike the fiction about the election being stolen. And in just six days, Joe Biden will be sworn in as the new president. His task? To get the country back on its feet and maybe slow history down a bit. I played that ending there because that's what they want. It's no longer about the election or the riot. It's about obeying. Do what the fuck you're told. Obiden's your president. Everything he utters is democracy. If you're against it, you're a seditionist. That's why they use the word sedition. I mean, the take from New York Times, white riot. That's what the whole thing was about. Mozilla, CEO, we need more than deplatforming. You just take them off. The bulwark, these are never Trumpers. Actually, deplatforming is good. It's good to take people out. You don't say what I say, you're a piece of shit. Slate. Half of the country is chillingly preoccupied with their right to just talk shit. Not their half, though. Not never Trumpers. They're all good. Jay Rosen. This is the future. This is the future for the next four years. Remember this tweet. I don't know how to unite the country, but I do know how to start with the question, who won the election? Anyone who does not say Joe Biden is ununitable, either perpetrator or victim in what students of propaganda call the big lie. Against that is the only unity within reach. In the same way that you might begin an interview with a pro forma, this is on the record, or how do you spell your name, journalist and talk show bookers, should set the ground rules with very quickly before we start. Who was the legitimate winner of the 2020 election? Gerald Byer. The answer is Biden unequivocally. But I have to wonder how well this would have worked for the last four years of the questioning being very quickly before we start. Who was the legitimate winner of 2016 election? How many would have been able to answer that simply? Muff Butter. I wonder if he felt the same way about the 2016. Another. Hilarious to watch the people who yell, not my president for four years, now demand others not be allowed to do the same. Another. Agreed. I'd also have the 2016 election and the 2000, the 2004, the 2008 governor. Because those all people, they, they question it. Another. Biden also. 